I just got a text from the person I'm picking up and she said, uh, we'll be down shortly. Okay, so I've got another couple of minutes. So I'll do a part two of this uh, now series of episodes called Deep Time Dreaming. And uh, I'll use this one um, to uh, just reinforce the fact that even though I was uh, in the previous episode talking about very deep time, uh, back to the time of the dinosaurs, and even that 10 times over before that, and all that sort of thing. Geological time, if you like. Even though I was talking about that in the previous episode, which I called really, truly deep time, no, um, I, I definitely, I wasn't insulting uh, the depth of time uh, that is the period of time that the indigenous people have been in Australia, just something like 60,000 years, maybe 70,000 years, whatever it is, and definitely I wasn't trying to insult um, the depth of time that, for example, and I always like to use this example, um, the length of time that the Ethiopians have been Ethiopians, which is a kind of blend of um, Semitic and um, what you might call uh, indigenous African blood, you know, imported in Semitic blood, you know, which is about 3,000 years. Yeah, that's deep time to me, in my imagination. And um, that's the amount, you know, the amount of time that Ethiopians have been Ethiopians. Um, before that, uh, they weren't a blend. All right, there were two different mobs, Semites up in, you know, somewhere up near Iraq, and um, what you might call indigenous Africans in the area of Ethiopia, who, and those e indigenous Africans um, who used to live in Ethiopia, before the current mob, which was a blend, came into existence. Um, that mob, DNA evidence suggests, uh, now kind of, they had the makeup of modern day Tanzanians, as far as I know. All right. Now, um, but Indigenous Australians have been Indigenous Australians, you might say, for some, something like 60,000 years, which is, you know, Ethiopians, 3,000 years. It's good to get a handle on these things. Um, Ethiopians, something like 3,000 years. The entire history of Ethiopians, uh, as we understand what an Ethiopian is, or an Abyssinian, or whatever you want to call it, or a Habisha person. Um, so 3,000 years, 60,000 years, Indigenous Australians. Uh, and that is something not to be disrespected. That's a hell of a long time. You know, because we, as um, Anglo-Celtic Australians, you know, 200 years, which is actually, which in my, which I actually think is genuinely a long time. My, my football team um, is coming up for its 150th anniversary. And I think that makes it just about, you know, Melbourne football teams are the oldest uh, big league teams of any code of football in the, on the entire planet. So 150 years is a long time quite a nice feeling really to know that just Essendon my football team has been just every Saturday playing football for 150 years wearing the same jumper playing against teams like Geelong or um, Melbourne you know not Collingwood because they've only been around for um, I think 130 years but you know 
Um, Essendon have just been playing their footy year in, year out, continuously for 150 years. That's a long time. Um, and I like that, you know, because I, I, I live in Essendon and I just imagine all the kids, even 150 years ago, wearing the same jumper that I was wearing as a kid. That's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's a long time ago. It's something to be respected. It's the rhythm of life. Um, and um, it gives us this feeling of continuity and comfort. You know, and Indigenous Australians can do that too. Oh, we, we European Australians in Melbourne, we can do that back to 1840, you know, oh, which is even further, 180 years ago, I can say, oh, you know, because it's true, my ancestors were here in Melbourne. All my ancestors landed in the 1800s, which is a long time ago. And uh, the first ancestors were here when Melbourne was just tense. And one of my, um, you know, a member of my family was the very first person to put gas on in Melbourne and all that sort of thing. You know, these are nice things, you know, and that's a long time, 180 years, you know. But then what you do is then you say, all right, I'm getting a handle on that. And then you sort of think, well, Ethiopians have got that feeling for back 3,000 years. And Indigenous Australians have got that feeling back 60,000 years. Now, yes, of course, you can go then to say, just multiply that um, by 60, uh, by another thousand times, all of Indigenous history a thousand times over and you're just back to when the dinosaurs died out, you know, which is unbelievable amount of time ago. Um, all right, so, but by pointing out the dinosaurs, the idea is not to disrespect the length of time that Indigenous Australians have been here, and I want to make this episode about that. It is a very, it is a, it is a, a kind of deep time that Indigenous Australians have been here, and um, this book I'm reading does draw that out occasionally. Like, there was, um, there was, um, some kids went into a cave in Tasmania and um, no one had been in that cave for 5,000 years. And they went there and there was only a very small opening and they went in there and just on a little bench, you know, what you might call a, a rock ledge, there was a, um, I think, a, a, a kind of grinding stone that whoever had last visited that cave, because the way indigenous people often work is they come back to the same places and all that sort of stuff, or they visit them frequently. And they, you know, obviously they've left a tool there um, for next time they're there to, I don't know what, bash some seashells or whatever they might want to do, want to, might have been doing in that cave back then. Um, what was fascinating about that though, when the kids went in and the archeologists came in after, whoever it was, that last visited that cave, which was 5,000 years ago, which is all of Ethiopian history and all of Ethiopian history again, had kind of left, left just very neatly, had just placed this um, device, you know, uh, this uh, tool, uh, you know, hewn out of rock or whatever it was, um, and placed it neatly on the bench, ready for next time. And maybe not even for him or herself, but for the next person who comes in the cave, here, you'll find this handy. You know, you'll find this handy. You know, oh, duh, bash, 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 some mussels, you know, some seashells and all that sort of stuff. Um, okay, I'll just put that there for next time. And then next time that anyone comes into that cave is 5,000.
thousand years and it's just neatly put there and I don't think it's even gathering dust. It's just sitting there like it was yesterday. And that blows my mind. And yet I'm only talking, I'm not even talking about true deep time. I'm talking about only 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Which is Abraham, back to Abraham and then that amount of time again. That's how long that person, how long ago that person put that thing there. And then we come in and, oh, there it is. Oh, with some shells. And just continue on. Yeah, we could have done that if an indigenous bloke had gone in there, if we hadn't killed everybody in Indian. It's not funny, um, but if if we hadn't genocided, well, look, indigenous Tasmanians are still numerous and they're a thriving community. Um, but um, if we hadn't tried to genocide everybody in Tasmania and, and, and got further than most people in history who have tried to genocide um, mobs in the past, you know, we did better than Hitler. Uh, we were much more successful than Hitler in getting rid of the Tasmanians, as much as we could, um, than Hitler was getting rid of the Jews. I honestly think we did a better job. Um, in a, and, I, and I say that in a grimly sardonic sort of way. Um, I, um, the, see, I've, I've, I've made myself a little bit, oh, I've thrown myself a little bit there by just thinking about that wiped out a whole mob but not really there's still plenty of t indigenous tasmanians i used to work with one bob he won't mind me saying his name bob johnson and you know, i was working with him and he said you know i'm an indigenous tasmanian i said you're kidding me all right and so am i <laughs> well I'm, I'm not my grandfather was born in tasmania but he actually has indigenous blood uh anyway um so the indigenous uh, tasmanians are still around but the point is if an indigenous Tasmanian had gone into that cave, they could have, oh, great, uh, thanks. You know. Now, here is where I try and get an idea of what the dreaming is all about. Um, to a certain extent, the Indi when Western archeologists went into that cage, uh, cage, cave, um, it blew their minds. And it blows my mind too, because I'm locked into a Western way of thinking, oh man, 5,000 years. And that thing, that little grinding stone, um, has been there for just sitting there patiently for 5,000 years. But an indigenous person who, go, who went into that cave, and this is where I try and get an idea of what the dreaming is, um, wouldn't have been had his or her mind blown. He or she would have just said, oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad that person did that. <whistles> Bring in some seashells. Munchy, munchy, munch. Um, Chuck the shells on. Oh, there's a shell midden. We'll chuck that on there. Yeah, just like the bloke here. He was here last time. I don't care how long ago. It doesn't matter if it was yesterday or six. It doesn't matter if it was yesterday or 5,000 years ago because it really doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because we live in a... And it, it doesn't matter. Linear time doesn't matter. Sort of mind concept. And I think that's what the dreaming might be about. Something like that where you, do, you pick up the pestle without actually freaking right out that it's been sitting there for 5,000 years since last time anyone touched it. Now that's, uh, yeah, these are little ways I try and get into the ideas of things like the dreaming. Just like I tried to get my, I can't even get a handle on my own culture. I can't get a handle on time, deep time. You know, intellectually I feel I can, yeah, all right, I can multiply and I can multiply. I know what exponentiation is, all right. 6,000 times 10 is 600,000 years ago. Times 10 is 6 million years ago. Times 10 is 60 million years ago is dinosaurs. Times 10 is 6 
100 million years ago times 10 is 6,000 million years ago is um, we're getting closer to the Big Bang now, but far out, that's a long time. I can intellectually multiply, do the maths on that, but I don't think my, I don't think my spirit is handling that amount of time. All right, um, but an Indigenous Australian, uh, as far as I understand it, typically doesn't worry about all that so much. He doesn't sit in his car talking into a YouTube thing um, oh, you won't believe this. I was the first person to touch this thing in 5,000 years, which is twice as long as, you know, Abraham was here. He doesn't say that sort of stuff. He just, oh, that's very kind of, very kind of the person who left that for me. Make some shells. And I'll put it neatly back there for the next person. And that next person could be another 5,000 years or 10,000. He doesn't care. It's irrelevant, you know. And I think that's the dreaming. Now, but... Where I, res I like to, you know, I like to um, make this episode as a corrective for the previous episode, for example, I do respect the amount of time being a Westerner, you know, in as much as uh, that Indigenous Australians have been here, in as much as um, respecting just um, how much they are connected to this place. Maybe not here because I'm way underground in a car park at the moment at Peter Mac, you know. So I don't think. Um, well, actually, this could have been one of the strata. It could have been Indigenous Australia. I could actually dig into the wall over here where they excavated to make this car park. If I pulled a few bricks off that wall over there, and um, and I might find some shells. How about that? Yeah. Um, you know where I was going with all of this, don't you? I respect. Um, the 60,000 years is something to respect. Um, I'm getting the text messages now. They're coming out. 